Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, joined tonight by our producer extraordinaire hailing from the Quaker State, Greg Nevis. I regret nothing, ever. Our co-host, hailing from the Nutmeg State, Pachinetti. Debbie was sick of the tourists looking for the laughing place. <laughs> and like me, hailing from the state of confusion that is New York State, Chuck Fitzgerald. Besides, what do they know? They're tourists. This will be taxed 8.75%. <laughs> <laughs> and before we get into our topic, slap shot to you, Pat. What beverage are you currently partaking in? Oh, it's a great one. Now, here's the thing. Normally, I drink a hot Joffrey's coffee for every recording. Switched it up tonight. I am drinking Trattoria El Forno, and it is perfect iced. It is one of the better coffees out there right now. It's new from Joffrey's. I'd say go get your hands on some for the warm weather that's upon us. No doubt about it. Ice that thing up, and you will be happy. And I will be partaking in some later on, but since I have to deal with Chuck right now, I'm drinking beer. (laughs) That's the exact same beverage that I'm drinking due to Dave. Oh, I thought that's what uh, Heather had to drink to deal with you, but that's another story for another time. That's Mike's Hard Lemonade. Ah, gotcha. Only the finest. Nice plug over there. And today we have a special guest with us, hailing from the Gator State, Mr. Michael Fernandez. How's it going, guys? How's it going, Mike? Glad to have you around. Uh, Would you please tell uh, our audience a little bit about yourself and your love of Disney? Uh, Well, my name is Michael Fernandez, and I was born in southern Florida, the Sunshine State, and I live about three hours away from Disney, so as a kid, you go a lot. You know, it just happens to happen a lot. And then around high school, I kind of suppressed that and put it to the side because it wasn't cool to like Disney at all. And when I got into college, I booked my first trip with my girlfriend and we went and fell in love with the history, everything. And this brings us to our topic of the week. We will today be discussing Disney from a local's point of view. Now, we all tour the parks a little bit differently based on the tickets that we have. On our last trip, for instance, Pat toured with a very relaxed style, going to the parks only once and spending most of his vacation uh, resort hopping. But Pat, in the day that you were at the Magic Kingdom, were you... um, press for time trying to get as much in as you could uh yes and no um knowing that we were just there in august and i'm going back in october you know we made sure we got what we wanted in so it wasn't the normal trip so that was a little bit different um you know so you know you still knowing that you only had the one day it was kind of like i was like oh you know i was fighting with myself trying to you know be as relaxed as possible but knowing that i still had a trip coming up and i just came from one recently it wasn't as bad as usual when we were there in august that was just go 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 so it was a little different and that's because you're normally not there so you want to get as much done as possible because who knows when your next trip is actually going to be it might be a couple of months sometimes it's a few years in between exactly so you want to basically make the most of your time now, that's what uh, Chuck did on his last trip. 
Chuck went commando in the parks, but in the touring style, not Wait, in some yeah, other square, say, uh, scary way, style. like uh, some sick convoluted, or since this is a Disney podcast, convoluted way. Oh, so <laughs> that that was terrible. Hey, I got some laughs out of that because so. I'm embarrassed for you. That was awful. <laughs> oh come on! You, I have more laughs now. Come on! All right, fine. It, it, I'm awesome. You know it. Just get over yourself. <laughs> but getting back to Chucko and Commando, he ended up uh, at the end of his trip upgrading his tickets to a annual pass, which now will give him. All sorts of excuses to fly down to Disney World to basically say, well, I have to because my past won't be that much of a value. Which, which I'm is already making change up. his way of touring immensely. As an annual pass holder I and a guy who goes quite often, I'm at that point where I have a couple rides that I want to get done when I'm down there. But if I end up skipping a day in the parks to go meet people at one of the bars or uh, a restaurant on property and just kind of just enjoy the day people watching I have no problem doing that now because I know I'll be back now I still living up in New York City I still have uh, a limited amount of time to play with while down in, in the world so I'm not able to get there as much as I'd like to hopefully one day that'll change and I'll be a Floridian but until then I can only live vicariously through my Floridian friends so we asked Michael to be on today to um, kind of give us a uh, picture of living the Disney life down in Florida. And, come, and uh, we wanted to talk to him about how he, as a local, approaches the parks and what are his rituals. And you might surprise most of our uh, listeners how uh, he ends up touring the parks because I was shocked by the conversation we had a couple months ago on Facebook about this. Okay, so Michael, tell us about the last uh, trip you took down there. All right, so the last trip I took down there, it was a two-day trip, uh, stayed off property. A lot of times when you're a Florida resident, you do stay off property, save a lot of money. And uh, we went, we park hopped quite a lot. So we started off the day pretty bright and early. We got there, we... I leave the house in Miami around 5.45 in the morning, and I'm shooting straight up to Orlando, as little stops as possible, and uh, we pull in to whatever park we're going to. So the first park we went to this day was Epcot. So we parked over at Epcot, we toured around Epcot, did drinking around the world. It's very, very relaxed. You know, we, I don't think we rode a single ride when we were over there. Uh, we didn't ride a ride until we got into Hollywood Studios and we did uh, Tower of Terror. So it was it was very relaxed. It was a very relaxed trip. And that was my last trip about maybe a month ago. Okay, now, um, when you drive up from Miami, is it uh, usually um, a, a day trip? Or are you usually spending the night when you go up there? Uh, I've, do you usually approach it? I've done a couple day trips. I, I've done it since it's only a three-hour drive. I've done a couple trips where leave as early as possible, get there for rope drop, stay till about like six o'clock, and then head home. Uh, I've done that a couple times. That was going to be my that was going to be my next question. Had you ever made it up there for rope drop? Yes, I've done. I've made it for rope drop for Hollywood Studios. That was on one of my previous trips, maybe two trips ago, and then I've made it to the Magic Kingdom rope drop, which is one of my favorite experiences was rope drop oh yeah it's all about that pre-show yeah 
for sure. I wish they actually had the pre-shows in the other parks like they used to. The one uh, at Animal Kingdom with the uh, safari vehicle coming out and the Citizens of Hollywood at uh, the, the studios. More things that they're taking away from us. Thanks, Shanghai. <laughs> Michael, I have, a, I have a question for you. Alright, as a local... Now, this is very important, so you really got to think about this, because you, you are speaking for all the locals of Florida that are listening right at this very moment. All right, so whatever you say right now, is it's really just that important for our show and for all Floridians. Do you consider Disney Springs a fifth gate? You had to go here. I do. Oh, boy. I, I do. <laughs> Thank you. I do. Oh, and the reason... Yeah. Let me let me explain it because the reason being is before I had annual pass, I would drive up to Orlando just to go to what used to be downtown Disney. That sounds insane, but I used to do that. You smell something? I smell vindication. I I, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> it smells rotten. Smell. Oh, something is rotten. Michael in the is my heart. new favorite person. If I'm going to the parks, I'm I'm not going to Disney Springs. If I have a free day or a free night, I'll end up at Disney Springs. Have you been up there since the whole changeover? Or did you avoid it with all of the uh, construction, with all of the traffic? Uh, I didn't go to the most recent changeover, but I was there when Jock Lindsay's first opened and Morimoto Asia first opened. And uh, Jock Lindsay's is absolutely fabulous. I, I love that place. That is a pretty fun bar. I had the pleasure of uh, getting to uh, share a drink with Chuck and uh, Kyle over there after I so eloquently pointed out all of the uh, children having fun in the fountains. <laughs> so Dave was watching children in the fountains and then went and had some beer. So were you. What's your I point? was not watching the children. I was arguing with you about how you were wrong. And then I had the cool-headed monkey. After you kind of woke up from that pipe dream you were living, but that's another story for another time. Actually, I think it was after I lived the dream and bought the annual pass. Ah. You know what? I'm going to give you that one. Good job. Well played. Thank you. Okay, now one of the things that really shocked me when uh, having this conversation with uh, Michael is we are all non-Floridians, yet we have experienced a multitude of Disney attractions. Some of the things that we find to be our favorites are things that Michael has yet to even experience for himself, living three hours away and going constantly. Michael, tell us about some of the things that are on your list that you haven't had a chance yet to experience in Disney World. Please say, please say, please say Country Bears. Please say Country Bears. No, that's actually my favorite attraction. <laughs> ah, I'm just striking out left and right. Forget it. I, I just bought... Because uh, over here in South Florida, we have a Disney Parks outlet. They send a bunch of the Disney Parks stuff over there. I just bought a 28th and Main Big Al shirt. And I was just like, I, I went nuts. Uh, okay. Again, you are you were already high on my list. Now it's like, beyond, now it's just uh, broken the glass ceiling. You are my favorite person ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I love me some Country Bears. But not the movie. The movie can, can we can bury that somewhere. <laughs> I, I, I do. Yeah, let's not even invoke that name. Yeah. I do apologize. I do apologize for interrupting the question. I just got excited and I just had to, you know, ask that. Sorry. Yeah. No. No problem. Uh, but some of the attractions I have not experienced are such things as Ellen's Energy Adventure. Just because of time constraints. I mean, I am driving three hours. I can. I, sometimes I'm only spending six hours in the park. I'm not going to ride a 45-minute That's actually a good way to get your nap in before you have to drive. 
That's it. That's true. I might try that in Hall of Presidents, but I haven't done Hall of Presidents since I was like four. Uh, yeah, last time I was in uh, Hall of Presidents, I actually fell asleep, and the woman next to me actually had to jab me in the ribs because I was snoring. Nice, nice. Uh, but that was two months ago. <laughs> <laughs> but some of the other attractions, I I really haven't experienced. Maybe mostly shows. So I haven't seen uh, Phantasmic ever. Uh, I haven't, and that's the thing that oh. stings because that Wait. is my all-time favorite show. I cannot, I cannot justify not seeing Fantasmic. It just makes me happy. I, yeah, I'm, we're we're dying to get out to Fantasmic, but it's usually like when we go to Hollywood Studios, especially now, we're like, all right, we're here for the morning. Let's ride Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, Star Tours, great movie ride. Let's get out of here. You know, and then go walk over to Epcot because I am not taking that bu- that boat over to Epcot. I'm walking over to Epcot. And nice. I usually run it. Oh, uh, I, I tried to. We we did a, a challenge. My girlfriend cousin jumped on the boat and I raced them over there. I beat them by a good solid 20 minutes. Nice. Walking, just pure walking. It, it, it proves my point that don't take that boat. It's gonna take forever. Exactly, guys. Do you have any reactions to the fact that he hasn't seen Fantasmic? Um, I I actually think it's awesome because I haven't either. Really? Get out. That's... Oh, my gosh. Wow. I just... I And it, I kind of go with what Michael said, is that I'm normally there whenever we're there at Hollywood Studios. We're there early in the morning. We, you know, ride the rides that we want to ride, and then we get out of there. Normally, by mid-afternoon, we're already gone because we have Park Hopper, like everybody should, and we just move on. And so that's just something that I've never done. You know, I, have, I see, have I seen it plenty of times on YouTube and all that stuff, but... I've never actually been in to see it from the stadium. And, and to be honest with you, I don't think I'm going to be in there seeing it anytime soon. Um, I, I know when we go in October, we will not hit the studios. And then who knows when I'm going back. So I probably won't go there until probably all the expansions are probably close to being done. And with that being said, with everything new, I, I, I may never see Fantasmic. Now, you see, that completely mm, shocks me wow. because out of all of the nighttime spectaculars... You know, I've seen fireworks. I've seen enough fireworks. I've had my fill of them either. I skipped Fourth of July fireworks at home because I figure, okay, I'm going to be going to Disney eventually. Fantasmic, just seeing all the characters and everything, it's just one of those uh, traditions for me that I couldn't picture my trips without it almost. But of course, each their own. But I'm just completely shocked that you haven't seen it, Pat. I always like to shock you, Dave, you know? I got I got more things up my sleeve. Don't worry, bud. Again, this is a family podcast. Oh, my bad. Greg, Chuck, have you ever seen Fantasmic? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, same thing. I can't imagine not seeing it. All right, perfect. Uh, Michael, can you give us some other examples of things that you have yet to experience? It's uh, quite a few. Uh, the, the, the biggest one, and it shocks everybody every single time I tell them, and I'm a huge huge Epcot fan. I spend most of my trips in Epcot. I have never, not once, not even seen a glimpse of Illuminations. Not even once. <sighs> Greg, th- at this point in time in your editing process, like you need to come up with some gigantic noise for that one because that that uh-huh. sh- that one shocks me because that one, I think, in my opinion, is the one that I will always see when I'm in a park at night. Um, and I'd rather see that one than Wishes and all that stuff. Like, it, Illuminations is, is is my nighttime show. I love it. I That one shocks me. I've heard awesome things about it. 
and last trip we were gonna see it but we got reservations for beaches and cream instead like out of nowhere we just picked up the the app and said oh beaches and cream is available never tried that let's go try that and we we're like all right cool we're not gonna watch wishes i mean illuminations tonight which beaches and cream was the best decision ever oh it's one of my- i i i to be- <laughs> in that case i'm gonna get yeah that i would i would have made the exact same decision no doubt about it yeah i mean i would i would skip illuminations for beaches and cream on a good day because i find illuminations boring I find you boring. Well, there's that. That's weird because I've heard everybody say that it's an amazing show. And it's just that every time I end up in Epcot, it's always the first park on my trip. Always the first place I go. So you get a little tired after walking around World Showcase and after shooting back a couple margaritas and going to Rosencrown. You get a little tired. So you want to go relax in a hotel or something. See, I always find that a couple rockets at the beginning, good music, but this long drawn out globe just spinning around showing led images of people around the world that i'm actually standing on my feet uh bending up uh yawning and actually falling asleep in the spot i'm standing in until they start uh exploding things again i honestly you know I, and i truth be told i'm not a fireworks guy for any of them so you know even when wishes is going on i'd much rather be in um on a ride or an attraction or on the move while they're going on. And same thing with illuminations. A lot of times when I'm there and they're going on or the show is going on, you know, I'm walking around the world showcase. I'm walking, you know, from country to country, grabbing stuff and things like that. So I think probably more than anything, it's the music that goes along with it. You know, because I don't, I don't really just stand there and watch it. So I can't really say, so I could probably agree with you on that, Dave. If you're just going to stand there in one place, I would probably not think it's boring, but I probably wouldn't like it as much. I always do it on the move. So You see, I will give you that because um, as a runner, when I'm doing a long run, I usually start my long runs with a Disney parade, and I end the uh, long runs playing the music from Illuminations and the, pre- and the pre-show of Illuminations as I'm on my, way, on my way back home. I'll put on all sorts of non-Disney music in the middle of the runs, but... Uh, there's just something about that music that kind of gets me going when I'm feeling sluggish to kind of make one final ditch effort to kind of just uh, push and finish strong on uh, my daily workout. Chuck, Greg, do you have any other um, reactions to this uh, not seeing illuminations? I get it because when you're at Epcot, it is a long day, a lot, a lot of walking. And if you're there early in the morning to stick around to see that show... Yeah, by the time it rolls on, it is pretty late. And if you're driving three hours back home, I totally understand. But at some point, you have to see it before it oh, does of course. go away. I'm planning on seeing it. Probably this next trip. I might leave the Magic Kingdom just to watch because I've seen Wishes about a hundred times. And it's not mm-hmm. even on purpose. It's just you get stuck in Main Street and you're like, okay, now I have to watch Wishes. Or my favorite, yeah. my favorite uh, show is is uh, celebrate the magic because I I love those projections they do on the castle so if I'm what I'll end up stopping to watch celebrate the magic and end up getting stuck there because you can't really move so you're like all right cool I'll watch wishes now will you get a uh, spot for the Main Street Electrical Parade or are you riding rides during that time one time I did a Main Street Electrical Parade since since I've got an annual pass I mean when I was little my parents always stopped and we watched Main Street Electrical Parade but I, I like I like Main Street Electrical Parade. I could see myself if I'm 
that late into the Magic Kingdom, I might stop and watch it. Another one that I still, even with an 8P, I stake out a spot and wait for hours. Yeah, that's a, it's it's one of my fa- one of my favorite parades. That's because I haven't seen uh, Festival of Fantasy, uh, the whole thing. Like, I haven't seen the whole Festival of Fantasy. If you do ever decide to uh, see Festival of Fantasy, best place to see it without the crowds and kind of just... Uh taking a little time to relax in in the uh, kingdom try watching it from the uh, mill on tom sawyer island oh that's that sounds like an awesome spot now have you ever been on tom sawyer Island? yes i i i went for the first time my first annual pass trip like when i actually purchased annual pass we took we went on to tom sawyer's island for the first time now i have a buddy that works in the reedy creek fire department and he said to me uh, on the last trip when i met him in the kingdom that He's never been on Tom Sawyer Island. Oh, really? Which I was completely shocked about. I'm like, not even for work? You haven't had to go over there to kind of just know the uh, layout of the area in case you had an emergency and everything? He basically said that uh, he never had to actually step foot on the island for any reason whatsoever. So it's kind of... That kind of boggled my mind. Yeah, I I like Tom Sawyer's Island. I wish uh, Aunt Polly's was open, like period i would definitely grab a, a like an ice cream out there and just sit on tom sawyer's island and relax yeah i don't think i've ever uh, seen it open anytime i was down there uh i believe the last time i when i went for new year's week the week of new year's like right after christmas everything was open including oh yeah in, well then definitely. yeah including tomorrowland terrace which i never see open and surprising enough i never see tortuga tavern open and that's the first time i've seen it open and uh, on Polly's was open, but just to get on a raft over there was ridiculous. Wow. It was it was insane. Gentlemen, have you all experienced Tom Sawyer's Island at one point? No, I haven't. I have. Uh, never Aunt Polly's, which is a crying shame. You know, why build something if it's not going to be used? But that's not the point. Uh, I, I plead the fifth. <laughs> and you people call yourselves well, Disney fans. <laughs> I, had a, I had another cast member friend who has uh, proudly admits she has never seen the Country Bears, and she tells me it's be, it's by choice. And every time I'm back in the kingdom with her, I try to drag her, and she just flat-out refuses to go. Hey, I, I've seen Country Bears. I was in fifth grade. I don't remember a blessed thing of it, and my sister had to remind me that I actually did see it. But um, So I at least could say I saw it. There's proof. Oh, you didn't get there in April? No. Wow. No, 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 no. You know, I, you're just you're just a ball of disappointment tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. not just tonight. Yeah. Valid point. Well done. Well said. <laughs> when you expect perfection, but that's another story for another time. Just kidding. But you're not. Yeah, it's a fantasy story. No, actually, I was, I was just waiting for a. Uh, I was waiting for a wise guy comment from somebody because I gave you guys a uh, open uh, an open shot and nobody took it. I'm kind of uh, surprised. Well, again, like like you said, we're just full of just shocking, disappointing, and all that wonderful stuff tonight. Don't worry about it. This podcast is running itself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Michael, when you do actually uh, do a uh, overnight trip, are you staying on property or are you trying to go more off property? It depends on what kind of trip I'm doing. If, if I know that I'm going to go do a couple table service restaurants and stuff like that, I'm going to stay off property because I'm going to save a little bit more money. If I'm going for more of a relaxed trip and I'm just, you know, just relaxing and I don't want to drive anywhere, I'm going to stay on property. 
but since I've had annual pass, I've stayed on property twice. It's just financially, it's, it's for me, it's not, it's not in the, it's not in the books. I mean, I would, okay. I would love to stay on property. If it was my choice, I would stay on property every single time. Understandable. Now, what uh, resorts have you stayed in? Uh, like throughout my lifetime. Yeah. Uh, we'll go through your lifetime, and since you've had the annual pass and you started staying on property, let's go. Let's go with that one first. So, most recent, what have you stayed on as an annual pass holder? Most recent is Pop Century and Port Orleans Riverside. Okay. Now we happen to be a big fan of Port Orleans Riverside and French Quarter on this show. Uh, mm. Can you uh, give us your impressions of the uh, property? When I first walked onto that resort, it was amazing. That's one of my favorite hotels, and I've stepped foot in every single Disney hotel now. And it's my favorite one. It's one of those hotels that you walk in and you feel like you're not in Florida. Like, and for me, that's huge because I'm going out. I'm going away. I don't want to feel like I'm in Pembroke Pines, Florida. I want to feel like I'm in Louisiana, right by the bayou. You know, it's one of my favorite hotels. It's beautifully lit at night. Uh, good food. The the table, uh, the quick service there is pretty good. It's one of, one of my favorite ones. It's kind of weird saying the quick service is your favorite one, but we all have our favorite quick services. There's no shame. in Yeah, that. yeah. The, the, but Port, the rooms were great. The did you stay in the bayou or did you stay in the mansions? alligator bayou? Okay. Alligator Bayou. I like the rustic look of it. The best part is that I went for a run at night. Oh, yeah. That is my favorite place on and property to run. I'm the type of person, I don't listen to music when I run. I listen to podcasts. I listen to stuff like that. Or score like music scores, like theme park uh, music loops. This was the one time I took off my headphones just to listen to like the sounds of the insects and the, and the, like, the, the raccoon sounds that they play in the speakers. And just to hear the people buzzing around the, the, the property, it was just a beautiful run. I ran all the way down to French Quarter, and it was just an amazing run. It was great. Yeah, I, I like to take that main loop, and then I like to actually go into uh, the bayou and through the uh, through all of the uh, mansions, into, through each court, courtyard. And then I go up and down each street in the uh, French Quarter, and it's just, it's about... Two hours of, of uh, pure zen for me. Yeah, and I would love for the the walkway to connect all the way to Disney Springs. I would love to run all the way down that way, but it's pretty impossible. I think it's the golf course yeah. that uh, ends up uh, getting in the way of that. Yeah. That's the one thing. I wish they still had the uh, boats down there because you could end up uh, parking at Disney Springs if you had one of those. Yeah. At that point, I used to love putting around the Sasagula over there. I know that the pontoon, last time I was out there, that was in January, the pontoon boats were going around. The uh, the friendship pontoon boats, or actually, you could actually get one, get new ones now. You, you can, can actually rent I them? saw people in them rented, and I, they have the friendships really? there too as well. Yeah, it was, it was kind of weird. Nice. I, I saw one, but you can't rent them from the dock at the riverside. Okay, nice. I have to check, I have to check that out, see where I can get that, because I haven't long trip in uh, July coming up and I think I would want to attempt that if it's still viable. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't dock it anywhere, but mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you can like, you know, go around the Sasagula and stuff like that. I mean, don't take my word for it. 
I might have been just oh, no, the heat might have got to me, and I might be seeing things. Not a problem. I, I actually plan to extensively research this once uh, we uh, finish this podcast recording. Yes, and, and let me know what you find, because I, I wouldn't mind taking a little pontoon boat out there either. Awesome. We have to meet up one day and do it together. Of course, of course. Now, since we're talking Riverside, we have to ask the question, did you experience Bob's show? During my run, I walked in, and I just watched a couple like couple songs. And as I walk in, I take off because I, I run with a big old hoodie, and I took off the hood, took off the headphones. And Bob just looks at me, and he points, and I was like, I like this guy. And the music was awesome. It, it, just to experience it for like five minutes that I did, I loved it. it was, and I wish I could have sat there longer. Everybody was just way too tired to watch the show. So I was just like, all right, cool, I'm going to go for a run. And I sat there. I was going to grab a drink, but the bar was full. And so I just sat there, and I just enjoyed a couple songs. But he's awesome. I, I love his show. Very good to hear. Next time you're uh, doing a uh, trip, if you stay on-site or off-site, you should consider uh, whoever you're with uh, stopping over there if you have your car with you and yeah. just uh, enjoying a full set of his because it's definitely worth it. I was it. thinking maybe, not next trip, I might just park in uh, Disney Springs and take a little friendship boat over and maybe watch the show. That would be a very good idea because you get to kill two birds with one stone. You have a really nice... Uh, cruise first and then you get to go do a really good show and then you finish off going back with the cruise again that i would that would be one of the, my perfect nights in disney what do you gentlemen think oh definitely yeah I have to. i'm just gonna be difficult and say that sounded like it would, wouldn't be a great night at all but you know, i'm just <laughs> uh, i'm just continuing my disappointing ways <laughs> uh, love you bro <laughs> In the course of recording this podcast, I got a text message from fellow Mickey dude, Kyle, and he had an idea for a question to ask you. Since you are uh, going to Disney World so often, you ever feel like you need a break from Disney? Does it get old? Is it too much sometimes? Uh, yes and no. It's too much in the sense of financially, but like... Actually, being there does not bother me. It, I was We were talking about it with my cousin, who's an annual pass holder, too. And we are saying it's it's like every single time you drive into that property and you see the Welcome to Walt Disney World sign, it doesn't matter if you had a final the last week or you're writing a 20-page paper. or Everything just disappears first, like however long you're in there. And for me, it's not about the rides. It's not about anything. It's... The fact just being there just is so relaxing for me. And the reason people ask me all the time is like, oh, you don't get tired of going? It's like, no, because I walk down Main Street, USA. I turn to my right and my girlfriend's there smiling with the biggest smile on her face. And I tell people, it's like, that's worth every single penny I've ever spent on Disney. And I can't, I can't even imagine when I have children. You can adopt me. <laughs> that was good, Greg. <laughs> and when, when your girlfriend uh, listens to this podcast, she will be smiling again because of what you just said. Well done and well played. Oh, wow. We'll get another listener. We'll be up to five. Sweet. That, yes. that would be six, yes. actually. I've tried to get her into the podcast, but she's uh, she's not have. She's like, I don't have an hour out of my day to listen to podcasts. And I was like, it's Disney. Yeah, that, then, then you just got to just play it right to that point. Stop, pause, and say, here, honey, just listen to this one spot. And it's funny, she smiles... I agree with you on that, Pat. She smiles every single time we go, and I'm more of the Disney nerd. She, like, well, Disney Parks nerd. She's the Disney movies, everything Disney movie she has to see. I'm more of the Disney Parks history nerd. And 
that she gets a kick out of it every single time, it it amazes me. And I, I was the one that took her to the park, all four parks for the first time. Like, before this year, she had never gone to Epcot. She had never gone to Animal Kingdom. She had never gone to Hollywood Studios. And we experienced all that for the first time. And just that experience of seeing her face when we walked into Epcot and you see the giant spaceship Earth in front of you, it's just like... You remember your feeling when you were a kid, especially me, I was a young kid when I went to Epcot for the first time. It's like, oh wow, how is that thing standing right now? And that's that's the best feeling. Now, if I'm not mistaken, she grew up near Disneyland, yes, correct? Yes, she was a uh, always going to Disneyland. She went to Disneyland, she used to tell me she used to go to Disneyland all the time. And uh, since she moved over here, she moved three hours away from Disney World. So I was like, you're like, you know how they call the military brats, you're a Disney brat. <laughs> that's great yeah it, all right gentlemen do you have any other questions for michael before we uh, move on to our next segment i'm good i'm good well michael we really enjoyed having you here as always with all of our guests you are welcome back anytime since we are the mickey dudes we like to play a little game with our uh, our guest it's time that we pay tribute to the great lightning mcqueen in a segment we like to call the Piston Cup. Lightning McQueen is going to win the Piston Cup! Alright, so the way this works is I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock and I'm going to um, pass off the uh, pass off a bunch of rapid-fire questions to my fellow podcasters. So, gentlemen, start your engines. And Pat, floor it. Favorite resort to visit on property for the day? Uh, Wilderness Lodge. Chuck, floor it. Favorite drink on Disney property? McAllen Flight at Rosencraft. Greg, floor it. All right, getting to the Magic Kingdom by monorail or ferry boat? Monorail every single time. Pat, floor it. Pocahontas or Jasmine? Ooh, Jasmine. Chuck, floor it. Favorite spot in Disney Springs? Jock Lindsay's Hangar Bar. Greg, floor it. Dole Whip or Citrus Swirl? Can I put rum in the Dole Whip? Then Dole Whip. Nice. You got it. Yep, there we go. Pat, floor it. Of all teams, why a Red Sox fan? (laughs) 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 Is that a Disney question? I don't care. It's just doesn't have to. Yeah, just answer the question. (laughs) Uh, history. I love the the Red Sox history. Chuck, floor it. Tomorrowland or Adventureland? Tomorrowland. And we're coming down to the wire. Will he win the Piston Cup? Greg, floor it. Favorite non-Disney experience in Central Florida? Ooh, that's a hard one. Uh, I'm going to have to go with... Shoot, that's really hard. Uh, maybe, I guess, the, the Evil Twin Universal. With that, gentlemen, let's tell our, our listeners where we can be found on the interwebs. Pat, where can they find you? On Twitter, I am at Daily Walt Disney, and on Facebook, you can look me up at Pat Gennetti. Greg, what about you? On Facebook, it's Greg Nevis, N-E-V-I-U-S, and find me on Twitter at G Nevis. Chuck, where are you? I am on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the Chat. And Michael, I'm happy to ask you, where can they find you? You can find me and my girlfriend on Twitter at Ears of Happiness. And we're also on Periscope. We Periscope live from the parks all the time. At Airs of Happiness? At Years of Happiness. And I am at Figments Reality on Twitter. And you can look me up at Dave Koch on Facebook. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, zippity doo zippity a Home sweet home is the lesson today. 
it's the truth, it's actual, everything is satisfactual. Have a magical day, everyone. You've just listened to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon. Oh my god, I'm gonna vomit with that ending. That ending was about ten minutes too long. <laughs> oh no, I just meant the last like two words Dave was singing. I oh. really wish you would have sang it. Dave, can you give us a little ditty, please?